I've got a theory. There's a kind of saying that says the same man never steps in the same river twice. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of apply that to movies. No! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ghosts and ghoulies and goblins and whatnot. Welcome to another episode of the Scary Movie Project. I am your host, Matt. And uh, today we're going to revisit an Arctic wasteland, <laughs> but in a kind of a different way. Uh, we're talking about a wonderful soon-to-be documentary called The Thing Expanded. Yes. And I am joined by a very special guest today by the founder and CEO himself of Creator VC, Robin Block, is here. Robin, thank you for coming on today. And you are the genius behind this wonderful documentary. And I'll also notice Creator VC, I'll mention this. I hope everyone out there has seen In Search Darkness, which is an incredible, incredible uh, look at 80s horror films. There are three parts of them in a total of, what, 15 hours of, of, of horror? And now we've got uh, 90s In Search of 90s horror coming out. We have the aliens expanded coming out. This and is this is four years of my life. Yes, yes. Hour runtime. <laughs> I can sit in front of that screen and watch this stuff forever. So, Robin, thank you for coming on this program. Really, I want um, tell everyone out there. You know, I, I just gave a mouthful. Tell us about what you do. What is Creator VC? What is this thing expanded? Tell us what what's what, what you got going on here. This is awesome. Okay, so Creator VC. I started Creator VC. Um, it'll be six years ago in May. Okay. Um, it's been the most incredible journey. We're a wonderful team of really passionate filmmakers that love writing love letters to movies. We there you have. go. I, I love that term, writing a love. Yes, yes. Um, so our tagline at Creative VC is fandom with purpose. And so we recognize that fandom is an energy, you know, and, and, and when you love something like movies, like horror, yeah. that there's a spiritual element to that. And what we want to do is take that energy and turn it into things, things you can hold, things that matter to you. And yeah. we're really different to most production companies that, work with a studio or they work with a, a platform we work with our backers and our relationship with our backer base is really intimate you know typically when we do a project we're we're, we're making it for between five or fifteen thousand people mm-hmm. so you know our raison d'etre our uh, special secret source is that we deliver for a for a niche audience but we deliver a premium experience we try to so no one, no other studio would ever come along and deliver a five-hour documentary on 80s horror movies, let alone do it three times. <laughs> okay. but, but there was an unmet need. Yes. And that's what we're here for. And so um, In Search of Darkness and In Search of Tomorrow have been huge successes for us. Um, and the In Search of kind of format that will carry on we're actually in production right now for in search of darkness 90 to 94 yeah yeah which is going really well david weiner our director is is smashing it and it's so much fun seeing it come together um but back uh in 20 back in 2021 i was on a plane from london to la for the premiere of in search of tomorrow which is our 80s sci-fi documentary in, in the premiere in hollywood yeah and I was on the plane, I was thinking about how we, we're known for tackling these big eras and these big documentaries that have you know, tons and tons of films on them. But we don't get to spend a long time on one film. It's like, mm, yeah, film, right. right. Um, well, what I wanted to do is develop a format, a documentary format, 
that I could use to really go deep into a single movie. But do it from the fan's perspective, not just do a making of. that. They're great, and there's some great making ofs out there, but that doesn't excite me. I want to do something that is a, a manifestation of fandom. Mm. I want to come up with a concept where I can bring a whole community of fans of a movie along the journey. Um, like and that. the first um, project we decided to do um, using this new expanded format was Aliens. Oh, what a great movie. Because everyone's like, what a great movie. It's like, so it, good. It's a perfect film. And it has this complexity and depth that works with the expanded format. I've got to say, that's probably one of the best executed projects we'd ever done. Okay. And the process we went to, which is relevant to this conversation now, is at the beginning, we went out to the fan base. We went out to all the people that ran all the big fan groups, all of that kind of stuff, and um, got them on board. Then we put together a synopsis that we had peer-reviewed by thousands of Aliens fans. And then went took it back to the drawing board, you know, came back with it amended. And then we took it to a pre-sale campaign in September 2022. And the film now comes out in May this year. Oh, man, yes. And just before Christmas, we sent out to 200 of our backers five-hour rough cut. Oh, oh man. Right? And um, it came back. It was, that's a very nervous thing for us to do. Oh, yeah. Because your baby isn't born yet. It's still... You know, it's That's not right. all polished. The sound mix isn't there. The motion graphics isn't there. Yeah. But it came back with some of our highest sort of ratings for that period in the film's development. Um, and I can show you something which will explain what the expanded format is. Um, if I share my screen. Um, okay, here we go. So let me just see if uh, I can just get to the, the good bit here. Um, well, these are just chapter transitions. Mm. Um, so the, the way the expanded format works is if you can, you can imagine you've got the film on a timeline but it's in three dimensions oh and you've goodness, got this virtual this. camera kind of going in and unpacking scenes and we you know when we start an expanded film we start at the beginning of the film and we finish the documentary on the end at the end of the documentary yeah. and so uh, yeah so there's probably there's more stuff going on here, but like you can see, so it's that's what makes it expanded. So we'll go into each Burke. of the major scenes and uh, um, like so yeah. So there's, there's tons I could show. I'm probably not supposed to show it now, um, but uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's that it's taking that. That's what an expanded is. So if you can imagine the thing on yeah. your timeline, but it's three dimensional, and we use the narrative of the film and the chronology of the film as our narrative and chronology. So we start the first scene, we finish the documentary on the final scene and okay. we go off on tangents. Yeah. So what's really, what's really exciting about The Thing, it's a very different movie to Aliens. Um, yeah. One of the things I love about The Thing is the fact that the fan base has projected so much onto it. So you've got a myriad of fan theories that we want to explore as many as we can. We want to bring the greatest experts on that movie together. Yeah. You know, as many of the former cast and crew that are still around that we can get hold of. Yeah, I yeah. want to get Quentin Tarantino for this. I, mm. My white whale on this yeah. is Rob Bottin. You know, I keep saying I'm going to make him an offer. He can't. Right, right. <laughs> like, 
I'm serious. And, 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 oh, you should and, be, yeah. And, and um, I just want to create something where us as fans of that movie have this go on this sort of year and a half long experience where we're getting together regularly, having Q&As of cast and crew, having Q&As of experts, really create an indulgent entertainment experience. And at the end of it, we'll have this documentary, which we can hold, which we're part of, which has our name in it. And I want the base, the fan base to cherish it. And I know that if we've, I know if we've done a good job or not based on this one thing, right? Which is if you go and watch the thing expanded, the first thing you want to do is rewatch the thing. Mm. Our job there right. you go. And when you rewatch the thing, it's like you're seeing it with new eyes. You're seeing it in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but um, I've got a theory. There's a kind of saying that says the same man never steps in the same river twice. Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of apply that to movies. So I first watched the thing when I was six years old. Right. And it blew my mind. Yeah. I still remember seeing certain scenes in that film that sure. had a huge impact on me. And um, I recently watched it again at the age of 46 in the cinema. And I saw it in a completely different way. Oh, wow. In a different way to when I was 26. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, no, so that makes perfect sense. Yep. Great art grows with you. Yes. And it, the thing is one of these movies, a bit like Aliens, that every time you go and revisit it, you find something new. I feel that way about Halloween. Yeah, I, I I watch it once a year on Halloween, right? And I feel like every time it gets better every time I see it. Yeah. So yeah. great art will do that, and uh, you know, that's why it makes so much sense for this expanded format. Um, and right now, this conversation today is something that I haven't done before. You know, we don't have a synopsis. I've got a very clear vision of what I want to create, right? But our job as creative EC is to manifest the fandom we want to create something which is a manifestation of how you your relationship with this movie and in order to do that we need to listen to the fans so that's why i'm doing this sort of podcast tour um where you know we've got a survey you filled out the survey it's a very simple survey mm -hmm. but we're already starting to see patterns about okay. what people want to see in this documentary and that's what we're going to deliver to Okay, wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, Aliens, like Aliens Expanded, I can't wait to watch that. I, I, I think I've definitely maybe backed one of these programs of one of the 90s or one of the 80s ones, I guess. Yeah, th those are those are so good. And then I remember, I think I think the, the vote all came back that the favorite film of the 90s was Drac Bram Stoker's Dracula. Did I see that, I think? That was like the oh, favorite. I can't remember. We're actually, funnily <laughs> enough, the time of this recording, which is the 9th of February, which is a Friday, on Sunday um at 8 p.m uk time we're doing a watch party for Bram mm. oh god i love it so it's interesting so for in search of darkness 1994 we surveyed our backer base and used that to kind of say what's the most popular early 90s movie wow. this is what's crazy i was really nervous because um in search of darkness 80s was a slam dunk it was like a huge oh, it's right? incredible and i was so nervous going from 80s which is such it's the most iconic decade for horror, right? That's why we started there. But you move to the early 90s and things get murky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not, it doesn't have a definable... Late 90s is 90s, but early 90s is kind of this middle ground, this no man's land between right. 
strength of this 80s aesthetic and it evolving into something new that it doesn't know what it is yet and cgi hasn't quite hit um and horrors are being relabeled as thrillers and it's sort of going on this sort of dip in terms of the popularity of horror in the early 90s so i was really nervous about that and it ended up being one of our best campaigns i learned okay. a lot from that but wow. i would never claim i would never claim bram stoker's dracula is the best uh, early 90s horror movie i think it was like the most like they got the most votes or something it I got think the, it right, or, yeah something like, something like that something it's interesting like that. so when you talk about great horror movies like i always shy away from um saying oh this is the best horror movie oh yeah but i can never you, answer that people ask me i don't know <laughs> yeah but like you've got to say the thing is on the mount rushmore of horror. i movies. mean it, it it is it is so you know what that that's a great question right so obviously we we love the movie i know you did aliens there's so many out there what was it was there one particular just reason to do the thing for this among others or, or was it i mean there's, there's a whole multitude of reasons right um the, the you've got your head and you've got your heart all right so when we do these projects they're really difficult and you're starting from from nothing you've got to get the funding and then you've got to make it and then you've got to get it out like it's just a lot of work and um what's really important from the, the documentary format perspective is you need to work with a film that ha it can give you material. Yeah. And the thing, having rewatched it three weeks ago at a top cinema in London on a Saturday night at a packed screening. That's pretty cool to see. I, I, I never saw it in the theater. That's, that's, oh, that's pretty it's, wild. It's a different yeah. experience. I'll talk about that in a second, but having yeah. seen it again, it just reminded me there's no fat on that film. Like it doesn't, it feels like it could come out today. Mm, yeah the pacing um but why it fits with the expanded format is it is it's two reasons two big reasons one it's the truth in that film so it's from the opening shot in the arctic you're in the reality of the movie and nothing feels like a performance the performances are so strong they feel like actuality and the pacing so well paced that you follow along you don't feel you feel like you're experiencing the characters' experiences in real time, even if you've seen it a million times. That's rare. Um, the other thing is that it has this, um, you know, on some levels it's a very simple movie. On other levels it's hugely complex. And then the final thing for me which made it the perfect fit is that it's had like 30 years of fan projection onto it from the beginning of the internet people were talking about the thing mm -hmm. it, it took it 15 years to find its audience yeah it did that's that's a good point and, and so it's, it's the energy around the thing is what makes it a fit because when something crosses a chasm like as a, you know if you're a filmmaker and you make a film it's your film once you make it it goes out and it becomes part of pop culture it becomes part of the zeitgeist crazy right and it's not yours anymore it yes all of yeah us. that's right that's the right collective that's right consciousness around this movie and you yeah. can see it in a lot of great art will inspire will have a trickle down effect with other great art because great artists steal right yeah so, right right now we're it's watching a serious form of flattery right yeah, yeah. Right, right right now we're watching uh true detective the new series okay and it's, there's so many i mean i think it goes past homage i think it's a bit too blatant at times it's pulled me out of the show but it's you know there's so many references to the thing but there's so many other movies and 
not just movies games that reference the thing and and um that's something we definitely want to look at and explore in the film but but that's why it was a perfect candidate and also as a business we're doubling down on horror because the relationship between horror fans and horror movies is i think pretty unique oh, I, uh, I i couldn't agree more and it and and the demand for getting more out of that experience is is insatiable yeah yes there there are documentaries oh man it's, uh, rob zombies halloween that he made a 4 hour making of it's on like a special edition disc i i, I love it pet cemetery has a great one uh, you know it had a great penny one for pennywise these things i can watch them for over and over and over and over right that that's what you mean yeah the, the, it is almost insatiable. Like, give me six, seven hours of something, and I will watch it over and over and over again for every movie, for all of them. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, right? It's interesting. Sometimes, like, you can take a movie that might be a very simple movie, right? And and and, and on the surface, had doesn't have a lot of depth or complexity to it. But the reverence that the fans have for that film creates this complexity it creates this sort of weight wow. this gravity to the movie and i love that and it's totally subjective and it's you know it's sort of um i learned so much within search of darkness um and there's so much we've done over you know we're in our fourth installment now but there's so much iteration that's happened with how we put those projects together how we incorporate the fans and and the backers into the process that we want to apply that now to the thing and Having had this amazing experience with Aliens Expanded, which I, which comes out in May, and I can't wait for you to see it. Oh, I can't wait like, to, to see it, yeah. I'm so excited about The Thing Expanded because I want to build on that. I want The Thing Expanded to be the best thing we've ever done. And it's interesting because right now it's embryonic. We don't even have a synopsis. Yeah. Our mission is to try and get people to sign up to the survey and follow us. So we're, we're listening. But in a couple of months, we're going to come back to you with a synopsis which we want you to peer review. We want you to be constructively you know, critical because ultimately that synopsis will be the roadmap for what we go and do. And we're looking at, we're earmarking July this year for the first pre-sale campaign. And, we'll, and if that happens, then we'll be looking to release the thing expanded at the end of 2025. So that's a good point to, yeah, a date when you want to do that. So, this is very much driven about, you know, role of fan engagement and community feedback and things like that. So talk more about how much that will weigh. And do you need a certain number of responses? Yeah, I mean, you know, you... are you looking to one direction or the other? When, when do you think you'll have enough to say, oh, I've seen enough from fans and now we know where we're going to go with this, right? You know? You can never see enough from fans, but I can tell you, like when I did In Search of Darkness, I'll give you a story. I started working on that. I, it was July 14th, 2018. I was writing in a moleskin book like this. There you go. And I came up with the title and I was doing a Venn diagram and listing who I wanted in it. That was July 2018. Fast forward to October 2019. I'm in Hollywood. 600 person theater at the Egyptian theater in Hollywood for a premiere. There was a queue around the block to get in. Mm. And I'm on stage with like Barbara Prampton and Brian Usen. Oh, wow. Mick Garris, like, like luminaries. Yeah. 
that's the power of manifestation and that's the power of tapping into the signal absolutely so to answer your question i knew really early on within search of darkness that i was onto something because people were emailing me people you know important people oh yeah yeah and that that changed my life and it changed the life of my team i'm getting those same signals now really relevant important people have been emailing me about it i put out a post on our social media to say listen if you're a podcaster and you want to chat about this project if you're interested in it hit me up yeah booked on 20 podcasts and and um it's like the bat signal yeah right so what we're doing at all yeah. the thing right so as soon as you start talking about the thing it 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 just changes the tone of the conversation and what i'm noticing is i have not had a bad conversation about this movie so far and like there's something i've got a pet theory that i'm forming about the thing and i feel like it's an underdog movie because it came out it didn't hit its mark it disappeared it was rediscovered yeah talk, talk that, that's one to talk about that because yeah this movie was not met with a lot of fame this was not so many movies aren't right i mean that's fine but yeah, this this didn't really do well. I think Carpenter was very upset. I mean, because now look at it. It's it's yeah. It's 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 revered as an absolute classic, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a, there's an element of underdog in all of us. Yeah, yeah. And there's the story of the thing, and there's a story in the thing, but then there's a story about the thing, which is this movie that was an underdog movie that didn't perform, that was rediscovered, and just through time, has become one of the most revered movies in the genre right? for, yeah. for all the right reasons yeah. and it's very relatable you know about how we accomplish things and challenges we take on board you know we did a long interview with john carpenter about the thing for in search of darkness and the That's sense that. i got was that he has a very bit bittersweet relationship it's very painful you know effectively threw him out of hollywood that yeah. movie how about and, that and, and um it's easy for us to put John Carpenter on a pedestal and say, wow, you you know, one of the greatest living directors and the thing is one of the greatest movies. Right. Um, but he, I don't think he thinks that because of the, um, trauma probably that he went through. Yeah. He's it's... taken off fire stuff. I mean, like, and I think we've all, there's a kind of story there. So when I speak to other fans of the thing, the first thing I'm noticing is everyone's super cool. Like, is you know it's like if i saw you walk down the road and you had a thing t-shirt on yeah right i know you and me would be cool like yeah, that right. it just has that thing it's interesting seeing the demographics coming through the survey so we hit 500 survey responses a couple of days ago which is actually really good because we've got 80 80 something thousand backers um mm. creative bc yeah we have not emailed them about this project because we've got other projects coming out before it so we don't want to overload our audience so I've just, this is my side hustle at the moment. I've just set up, I'm doing the social media myself. I'm having like one-to-one -one conversations, right? Um, and it's, it's kind of on the down low. Um, but 500 survey responses is really good. Right? Oh, yeah. the and the demographics are really interesting. So I can talk you through some of the demographics. So right Talk now, yeah. by the way, if you're, um, if you're not a man and you love the thing, Please fill out the survey because right now it's 86% men. I would guess, yeah. Right. Um, but it's interesting, the age range, it's 
um i think it's a generational thing because the age range yeah. is, is 36 and older yeah so well that's yeah, i think that percent. makes sense yeah well, because you've also got a remake or you know or a prequel or whatever the heck it was like, i i never saw that quite frankly maybe that's to another audience but anyway yeah i was just talking about it i like the prequel okay because, was it good um i like the game and i can't play the game like i like anything to do with this i feel that um, one of the things i want to do is i want to interview the director of the prequel because the prequel his movie was taken away from him mm. and i genuinely believe he went into that process with the best of intentions yeah wanting to honor a movie that he really cared about right, right? and they switched did a switch room with practical effects and did cgi but there's you know it you, you i think that if you can look past the comparison with carpenters of thing of course it doesn't come anywhere near to what that is yeah. and you just see it at, you know there's good parts of it. there's some good performances some good actors um but what i love about it is it links straight into the thing okay yeah and then the computer game comes at the end yeah you have this sort of kind of weird and i don't know if the computer game's canon or not but um certainly we want to explore the computer game um but you know it's the the film has taken on a reality outside of itself you know i was just talking to a lady who just can't stop herself buying merchandise for the thing <laughs> and it's and what it is it's a it's a way of deepening the relationship you have with a movie that you yeah. really like right yeah and ultimately that's what our projects are they're that's a way right. to deepen the relationship and our whole, our whole thing at creative ec is about trying to create intimacy between us the work we're exploring and you are backers you know yeah and that kind of trifecta that's where the magic happens and i feel like with the thing expanded we've got the perfect movie to do it with and i'm getting excited because i love this audience good i was watching terminator 2 the other day and i saw you know this x amount of you know 30 years old whatever and the effects are still like pretty good right yeah. how do you feel about the thing and those effects that were groundbreaking you know this is a 40 year old movie do they still hold up for you? What do you think? Yeah, I think some of them really do. Right, yeah. um, I, I can actually speak on this with some authority, having seen it three weeks ago in a top cinema in London, huge uh, screen, 4K, packed. Wow, Saturday night. There were people in the screening that had never seen it before. Wow, and they were watching it for the first time. And That's they fun were, to see that. And they were reacting. Yeah. Yeah. This is a British audience. The British people are very sort of, you know, we don't show emotion. All right, so, right. But like, and you can, and I, and I, I was like, wow, this film still has so much power. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that great? You can, you can critique the effects. I think that when you get later on into the movie and, and uh, you start to see a few things that inevitably some elements are dated, but the way they approached the standout scenes with a kind of awareness it's a bit like jaws where they go we're not going to show too much yeah they yeah, show yeah. a lot they show a lot they that's visceral yeah um but they were smart in that in that sense now um you know i don't like i don't dislike cgi i dislike cgi where i know what i'm seeing with cgi because it instantly takes it myself out of the film mm -hmm. but i never feel taken out of the film with the thing and i think that's why that movie, one of the reasons why it's so special, because that 
it's very hard to find a weak point um you know the the performances are world class and it has that feeling of real truth um the pacing doesn't have any fat on it, it doesn't waste time right um and it's funny because i was watching that film in the cinema knowing that i'm doing this project so i'm sitting there yeah. thinking right don't enjoy it too much like let's just be a bit critical right. but as soon as you you know you're in the antarctic and the, the beginning of that scene you're in the movie you're in the movie again and it, I, so I couldn't be critical because i was i was a passenger and what's amazing is that you've had sort of 30 years of fandom project onto this so there's this whole kind of energy that's attached to the gra gravity of this movie that we want to explore from the perspective of being fans. And I think that the thing expanded, you know, it needs to be like a nerd's, you know, a thing nerd's fever dream. Like, we want, <laughs> yeah. you know, dissect it, understand right. more clearly why it's brilliant, remind ourselves why it's brilliant, you know. And like I said, you know, when you finish the thing expanded, I want you to watch the thing again, but see, right. see it in a brand new way. So that's a good question because I was going to ask, yeah, when, you know, when someone's done watching it, you know, once this is done in 2025, you're ready and, you know, it ends in the credits roll and everyone sees their, their name, if they back it, whatever. Yeah. Do you want that person to get up and like want to cheer? Do you want them to go watch the thing? Like what, what is, if you could do one, one thing out of it, what would you want that person? What would you want us to get out of it? The audience? What do you want us to say? Like, oh my God, that was incredible. You know? Yeah. Oh my God, that was incredible. That would no. do. The other thing is I want you to cherish the experience. So I want it to be when you, you know, when we eventually ship out the merchandise, <clears throat> I want you to never let go of it. I want it to be something that, you know, when you sell your Blu-ray collection, if you ever do, you'll keep this one because you're part of right. it. I want the relationship that you have between your involvement in this project to be unlike anything else you have with any other movie. I want it to be unique. You know, in my business, you can't please all of the people all of the time. Right. But our track record speaks for itself. Yeah. And, and the people that, you know, I, I, my job now is to almost be even more polarizing. Mm. So if this idea doesn't speak to you, then you're the wrong fit. But if it does speak to you, we want to deliver an experience that you can't get anywhere else. And this isn't just about watching the movie. This is about the build-up. This is about all the extra activities. This is about uniting this energy that the fandom has, you know, and focusing it with purpose to deliver something which wouldn't exist without it, which is an extension of that movie. And it's the bridge between that film and us as fans and that's what i think that at its highest ideal that's what i want this project to be all right what's your favorite scene in that film what's the part you can hit rewind and watch it over right. again it's funny because every morning <laughs> at the moment i'm going through the movie screen capturing bits right to post up on social media and it's there's actually and I, I need to post this but my favorite scene at the moment i'm going to exclude all the ones we all know about okay but there is a there is a montage of shots that just show like emptiness in the right. It's this. It lasts for about five seconds. Five, no, five to ten seconds. And it just slows the movie down, and it just it's just a bit 
of a directorial flourish mm-hmm. and a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And it's so smart that it's there. And I was watching the thing again. And when that came up, I was like, yeah, there's levels, right? That doesn't push the plot on. That does, It just slows things down. And it's just that it's just it's a kind of example of Carpenter's brilliance. That's a directorial intervention. You know what he that that that, that that's good. I mean, there's a couple of things I think about with Carpenter. Of course, is you know I love in Halloween when they're sitting there watching you know the movie when they're babysitting and what are they watching? They're watching the thing, right? It's it's I I love that, and I think the kind of part you're talking about is at the end of Halloween too, where after it's all over. There's that montage scene of the front door of the house, the couch, the stairs, and it's just these shots. And you hear Michael Myers breathing, and it's like, whoa. And then the movie ends, and you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. So he, I mean, look, John Carpenter is the best, right? So I think that's really, really cool. I was going to ask you one thing one before, we, before we, we finish is, so, you know, physical media. There's a lot of people that still are really into Blu-rays and physical. Do you want this to be something that is like a cherished, like, yeah. you know, yeah, you want to have a disc like the steel case and all that, and uh, you know, the, you well, want that to be a part of it. Case, but you know, if I show you um, the the, mm-hmm. the box set for this, right? Um, you know, each of these Blu-rays has a thick booklet in it. Yeah, watch list and notes and all sorts. All that. We're right. gonna go. To, we're gonna go to town on the merchandise for this one. We want to create something that everyone's gonna cherish. We're getting yeah. better at that. Um, and you know, as at the time of speaking to, you, I don't even have a logo. Right, right. This is like, <laughs> but, but the uh, the way to think about it is, if you love something, you want to hold it. Okay, now this isn't holding the thing, the movie, because that's the movie. This mm-hmm. is holding the representation of how you feel about the film. That's sure. the right way of it. And I want it to be as intimate as possible. I want to make this for five to ten thousand people. Because uh, that's a manageable number of backers where we can really build something together. Yeah, fabulous. So, last thing is how people you know want to get involved in this, how they can stay connected. What is the best way for folks to get going on this, to get their voice heard, to stay in touch with this? So um, we've kept it really simple. Um, we've got social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter X. Um, and the handle is the same for all. It's at thing expanded. Uh, if you go there and you go to the link in the bio, it will take you to the Google survey, which is a very simple survey. There you go. Um, and we just want to learn about what you would want to see in this. And we want to learn why this film's important to you. We want to hear stories about when you first watched this movie. Why has it affected you so much? And the good ones will anonymize, but we'll print out on our post out on our social media. Okay. So this is a big, cool thing. This is really, really fun. So folks out there, Robin Block, again, founder and CEO, creator, VC, the thing expanded. It's going to be out. Well, it'll, it'll happen soon. Stay, stay put. But in the meantime, watch In Search of Darkness for, oh, here's the one. Are you guys going to make an In Search of Darkness for 70s horror films at some point? What do you think about yeah. that idea? We yeah, actually so had chat about so That's uh, a whole other podcast, right? Because a lot of the people uh, are not, no longer with us. You know what yeah, was really yeah. sad? We lost William Freakin last year. Yeah. I, I, out. I, I met him once. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, right. And I was like, because he was amazing until the end. And Yeah. Um, but the 70s. I mean, I think we'll we'll get through the 90s. We'll do 90 to 94 now. 
Right. We will have finished the 90s by the end of 2026. So we'll have to make a decision. Do we do the 2000s or do we mm. go to the 70s? Yeah. If we go to the 70s, I think that'd be amazing. And what I would want to do with the 1970s is almost like be able to give you a watch list and help you understand what is amazing about this, you know, this period of cinema. And it is, there's so much that people don't know about. You know, even like hardcore horror fans, there's so much you don't know about in the 70s. And I think how yeah. we take that, it will have to be in a slightly different way than we, we do the In Search of Darkness format. It'll evolve. Absolutely. And I know uh, David Weiner, our director, would absolutely love to do the 70s. Nice. Wonderful. So, folks, you all know where to find us, of course, Instagram, Facebook, at The Scary Movie Project. Please email us this at thescarymovieproject at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear more from you guys about what you all think of the thing because we, of course, reviewed the film before. But hope you guys enjoyed it a little different episode. This is kind of something fun. Robin, thank you very much for being on. I mean, I love the stuff you guys have done so far. I'm pumped for Aliens Expanded. I can't wait for that. And this is going to be a lot of fun, too. So thank you again. And maybe we'll discuss again. Um, but in the meantime, as they say in the thing, watch out. Keep your eyes on Clark. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. All right. The Scary Movie Project Podcast. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.